Welcome to the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing customer experience and COVID-19 with the one and only Annette Franz, CX influencer, author, entrepreneur. Let's understand how organizations can deliver a superior customer experience during this pandemic. Let's go. So today I have one of my favorite people uh, with me today. Today I have Annette Franz. Annette Franz is one of the top most uh, CX influencers in the world. She is the founder and CEO of CXJourney.ing. She brings with her more than 25 years of experience helping companies understand their employees and customers and help them drive retention, satisfaction, and overall experience. She's a famous author. She has written a book by name, Customer Understanding, Three Ways to Put the Customer in Customer Experience. She's, she was named one of the top most, among the top 100 most influential tech women on Twitter by Business Insider. And she's regularly recognized by companies around the world as a top influencer. There is much more, much more to speak about her. Without further ado, let me just bring on her. I can't contain my excitement. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Thank you for that illustrious introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I follow your work diligently and i'm a huge fan you can say that yeah. uh, and thank you so much for being here of course. Uh, thank you for thanks, for <laughs> thanks for accepting the invite so uh and it uh, just to give a background uh, i started the smb talks uh, to bring on uh, exciting entrepreneurs and their ventures because everybody is going through a tough time nowadays and uh, i want to bring on some inspiration and motivation for people all over all around the world via this platform uh, so, so happy you, uh, you are here. So how this runs is I have curated a set of questions for you. Uh, it will cover your area customer experience and some tips and tricks for organizations which they can implement and they can learn from you. So uh, shall we start? Yeah, let's do it. Let's dive in. Thank you again for having me. <laughs> Fantastic. So let's start with this pandemic, right? So how do you think uh, it has impacted the world of customer experience and for organizations. What, how, how has it impacted according to you? Well, I think, you know, I'll, I'll focus on the profession for a second, right? Because the CX yeah. profession has definitely been, been impacted pretty much like any other profession, right? You know, I've got right. a lot of friends who have lost jobs and actually already found new jobs. You know, they were laid off because, mm. you know, because business was, you know, business was ending or, or slow down or whatever, you know, things were changing and companies were pivoting, but they've already found new jobs. So I think that speaks volumes that the customer experience really is important. And I'll, and I'll tell you what else I saw. So I saw people losing jobs. I saw people whose roles were pivoted within the organization. They were, they were doing other things, not just focusing on their day-to-day -day customer experience work. And then other folks saw a complete increase. Like it was crazy. They were like, it's so exciting. Finally, people appreciate the work that we do. They want to know what customers are saying and what customers are doing and what they're thinking and what, what they're buying and why they're buying right now, because it's such a crazy time. You know, the executives really want to understand what should we be doing and what should we be doing differently? So, so it, it's really run the whole gamut of that for the profession. But I think that's a, the, the last point is a really good one is I think that, you know, companies, 
talking about CX in general is that companies really do need to understand their customers better today because things have really changed. Things have really shifted and, and customers are doing, you know, buying differently and they need different toilet paper, <laughs> toilet paper, anyone, <laughs> right, you know, right, right. there's, there's different needs right now, you know? And so, so yeah, so that's a big thing right now is that for companies and, and, the, and their customer experience, they've got to be listening to their customers to really deliver a design and deliver a great experience for them. So. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, customer experience always, even though it's, it's a buzzword in every company, uh, it, it takes a backseat some of the times and it's, it's really sad to see that. Well, uh, it's you, crazy, right? Because what, why are we in business? You know, why are we in business? We're in business and, for and because of the customer. If we didn't have customers, <laughs> we wouldn't be in business. And I think a lot of, a lot of companies have actually come to realize that in the last, you know, four or five months. That's that's good. That's good news, actually. So yeah. uh, every every organization is struggling with keeping their businesses uh, open or running their show right now. So do you think that uh, their focus on CX uh, can be a differentiator uh, at this point of time? Absolutely, I do. So I have sort of two two schools of thought on this, right? So first of all, from the customer experience perspective, look at brands like um, Delta and um, Zappos, you know, they've sort of stayed the course and they always focus on their employees and their customers. They've got great cultures and and they're thriving, you know. And so I, I truly do believe that um, customer experience is that true differentiator. Why would we go and, and you know, support a brand that abuses us as customers and we and we do it all the time unfortunately but um but i like to spend my money with brands that really do take care of their customers now the flip side of that is um the employee experience right and companies who take care of their employees ultimately those employees will take care of their customers and and um customers will have a great experience and we've we've seen that because there's research that was done maybe about two months ago where um the respondents said that we would rather customers would rather like the outcome was customers would rather purchase from brands that are taking care of their employees, making sure they're safe, they're healthy, they're taken care of than than not. Right. So they want to go to those brands that are taking care of their employees. And, and again, ultimately, if we take care of the employees, they'll take care of the customers, too. Absolutely. absolutely. Because uh, I, I was reading it somewhere. Uh, I think it's Forbes article or something that. These are the times when customers are closely watching the brands, exactly yeah. what they're doing with their employees, how are their culture evolving and things. Even your, you, you had a blog post a couple of weeks ago, which says that uh, the mails which come with the safety measures is quite tricky. Where yes. Customers might think that you are not doing this all this while and you're doing it now. That is a kind of a tricky situation. That's a very good yes. point. Actually. Yeah, right. So uh, my next question is, what, what will be your advice? Because you work with a lot of organizations, global organizations. What will be your advice to organizations from a CX standpoint during these times? You know what? I, I think there, I, I have two schools of thought on this too, right? So for the brands right. that have been doing it right all along, and again, like like the Zappos and the Delta Airlines and, and those types of brands, and, and there's a ton of others that that are doing things well and doing customer the customer experience um, for those brands keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. It's going to be, obviously it's going to be their nuances because of the, you know, current world events, but, but 
it stay the course, right? I mean, that's really important. And if and if you've been doing things the right way all along, then then this shouldn't be much of a challenge for you, except those nuances. And and for those who aren't, for those who don't have that sort of infrastructure and the and the and the customer and the fabric of their DNA, right? They need to listen. I think that's the most important thing that I could tell a brand right now in terms of the customer experience is listen, listen to your customers, right? Listen and understand what are their pain points? What problems are they trying to solve? What jobs are they trying to do right now? And how can you help them solve for all of that, right? And and, and we can't do that if we're not listening. And so that's why I said too, you know, the in your first question about the um, about so many of the CX professionals are, are busier than ever right now because suddenly they're appreciated for the insights that they have about the customer. So, so that's my, that's my big advice is listen to your customers. Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, I think CX is a very, very, uh, very important function in any organization, how big or small. So if they, if CX professionals are getting uh, their due recognition, that's, that's good actually in a way. Uh, sad that it took a pandemic to, uh, for that to happen. But, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Right. I totally agree. Same with the employee <laughs> experience, right? You know, it's it's interesting because, you know, like you said at the beginning, I've been in this space for more than 25 years. And I, and I started at, you know, J.D. Power and Associates back in the 90s. And at the time, I was talking to clients, obviously, about at the time, it was customer satisfaction and customer loyalty. We didn't even have right, the right. customer experience yet. But at the time, I was saying, let's listen to employees, too. And let's focus on the employees, too. And companies would say, no, we'll do that later. We want to focus on listening to the customer. Now. And here we are. It takes a pandemic and, and just sort of crazy world events for companies to put, you know, employees first. So totally. Now, now we need to continue, right? Let's not lose what we're doing, you know, when the world goes back to normal. Plays on top, I know, right? Right. So my next question will be, you know, uh, enlighten uh, us on some of the key steps which every organization, you know, can focus if they want to deliver an optimal experience, not only during this pandemic, in general as well. You know, some some steps which you recommend to your clients or organizations have taken notes from you and try to uh, implement them. You know, there's there are a lot of little things that that companies can do. Um, and I tend not to focus on those little things because I do believe that a, a customer experience, it starts with a customer centric culture, right? So it, it, if, the, if the culture is in place, then everybody's doing the right thing consistently across the organization. The customer doesn't feel, you know, that that the, the brand is disconnected from channel to channel or from agent to agent or from salesperson to salesperson, right? And we see that a lot. We see... We see individuals being, and one of my friends calls it, you know, heroes, being the customer, being the hero for your customers. You've got one agent or one salesperson or one employee who goes the extra mile all the time. And then then that then the customer goes and, and deals with another employee. And it's like, well, I didn't get that same treatment. <laughs> you know, so so I I I tend to go systemic, like get get into the infrastructure and get into the root of where we can ensure that the entire organization acts and behaves and, and, and treats customers and, and delivers an experience in a more consistent manner. So I start with leadership, right? Leadership has to be on board. Leadership has to be committed Absolutely. to 
to customers, a customer centric culture. They have to deliberately design the culture to be customer centric. And then they've got to walk the walk and talk the talk too. So that's really important. And then, like I said, culture. Culture is the second thing we focus on. You know, are the core values in place? Are, are the behaviors that align with each of the core values, are they defined? Do, do employees know what those core values are, what they mean? And are they socialized and operationalized, right? And having core values that support that customer-centric culture, I think that's really important. And when we have that, so the, here's, here's an important thing that I want to say. Customer-centric culture is not about saying yes to everything that the customer wants. It's not about um, the customer is always right. Having a customer culture means is that we bring the customer voice into everything we do. I always like like to say, you know, there's no discussions, no decisions done without bringing that voice in, without asking how will that impact the customer? How will it make her feel? How will it help her solve a problem? What value will it bring for her? And that's what a customer-centric culture is, having bringing that voice in and always having sort of that outside-in thinking versus thinking we always know what's best for the customer. Right, right. Because that's that's a different kind of thought. Because uh, especially in India and all, uh, we are all trained and taught like from the day one that customer is always right. You know, uh, whatever it, whatever it may be, customer is always right. So that, that's kind of a yeah. You know, the, customer, the customer is not always right, but she is the customer, right? And so, yeah. and, and I believe Chef, Chef Hyken is the one who loves to say that. You know, but she is the customer, right? And so we need to do right by the customer and and treat them well and and ensure that we help them solve problems and and again that doesn't mean that the customer is always right 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 yeah also another thing which you mentioned uh, really caught my attention is leadership that's what uh, i believe makes the amazon the amazon and the zappos the zappos they have the best two leaders leading in, uh, from the front on cx uh, standpoint yeah. right so that is some good value there. So my next thing is the buzzword right now, which is digital transformation. <laughs> Everybody is saying that nothing brought on digital transformation than this pandemic, right? That's a, that's a meme, that's a joke these days. So yeah. my question is, do you think going digital can help organizations maintain their customer stickiness and satisfaction and all that? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what my digital expression is. It's digital schmidrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what happened to Omnichannel? Oh, Omnichannel's not sexy, right? So let's talk about digital experience and digital transformation. But, but yeah, I think I think ultimately what we need to know in, to answer your question about the stickiness, right, is that brands have to be wherever customers want to be, right? If I right, prefer right. to interact and transact online, that's mm -hmm. where. It, my brand, the brand that I'm interacting with needs to be. If I prefer to transact and interact offline, then that's where they need to be. And they need to deliver a seamless experience across across the channels. But I think ultimately that's what it is. And if we can if we can listen to customers, understand their preferences and be there, then um, that will definitely um, increase stickiness. Right, right, right. So meet your customer wherever they want to exactly. meet you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, uh, like, for example, can you, can you, uh, like, since we are talking about digital transformation, can you uh, throw some light on some uh, case studies or use cases which have caught your attention in maybe recent times or you have worked with somebody who has transformed it around using digital platforms and things like that? 
the, the clients that I'm working with right now are not focused on that at all. Um, we're okay. actually, you know, because a lot of the clients that I work with are um, early, I'll call them early stage chief customer officers, right? They're new okay. to that role. And so we're working, still working on some of the basics. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. But I but I right. will say, you know, and I can share some of my, and before I share an experience, I'll just say that the important thing about digital and digital transformation is that first of all, digital, the digital experience is a subset of the customer experience. The customer experience is an umbrella. There are a lot of different ways. You know, customer experience is the sum of all the interactions that a customer has over the life of the relationship with the brand and the feelings, emotions, and perceptions about those about those interactions. Digital, it, you know, it's it's one. It's a subset of of right. customer experience. It's one one more way that. Um, your customers will interact with the brand. I, I think the real thing about digital and digital transformation that we ha have to keep in mind is that it's all about the customer, right? right the customer right. is at the center of a digital transformation. I, I, I spoke at an event last fall and the day before I spoke at that event, I read this five page article about um, digital transformation. And the reason that I read the article was I was talking about, um, you know, the 10, principles of marketing in the era of customer experience. And I was talking about digital schmidgel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I read this article and it was a five page article and the customer wasn't even mentioned, not once, you know, right. and it, well, actually the word customer was used in the article one time, but it had nothing to do with actually talking about how the customer is impacted by the work that needs to be done for this digital transformation. So, and, and I think also that, it, it can't just be a bolt on, right? And I've seen this in organizations where they have this digital department over in the corner, there's 40 or 50 people in it, they're doing their thing, they're working on the app or the website or what, you know, and it's not, it's disconnected from everything else that the organization is doing. And really digital transformation affects right. how employees work and it affects how customers interact, and, you know, the digital experience. So we've got to not forget the people in this digital transformation work. Right. I'll, give you, I'll give you a fun example of um, where this really breaks down. And I think we find it a lot in some of the more um, traditional, I don't know if we want to call them traditional, but traditional industries, you know, where, where they're still a little bit behind the times in terms of the technology. And so we're looking at companies or industries like financial services and, you know, um, healthcare, utilities, some of those, um, or health, I should say insurance, and some of those industries. So my insurance, my health insurance company, I had a question. So I have an account online. I've signed up there. I have the app on my phone, um, but I had, a, I had a question. So I submitted a question through my online account thinking we were just going to have an interaction within, <laughs> within my online account, right? Right, right. Um, Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Three days later, I got an email with a PDF of a fax, a fax attached <laughs> with the answer to my question. It's like, first of all, what's a fax, right? You know, and then you PDF'd it and attached it to an email and emailed it to me when we've got, you know, I started the conversation here, you know, I started it in my online account. You know, so and, and I've gone on to their app as well and wanted to do something on the app and it sends me to the website and it's like, well, what's the point? So that's that's the kind of thing that really frustrates customers. And we know that these these 
transformations are <laughs> happening in a in a vacuum in a corner somewhere right and digital transformation is it's enterprise wide it's got to be woven throughout the organization and and and, and through the culture because again it's how the employee also has to work to connect with customers and it's how customers connect with us. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been actually quite, <laughs> quite interesting to, to watch and there's right. a lot of work yet to be done. So. Right. Right. So a uh, quick question is, are you still a customer of that life uh, insurance company? I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This only happened. Well, this happened about a year ago, but yeah, it, I, I still, yeah, I still am. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Because uh, customers can, uh, I mean, I, again, I've read this somewhere, customer loyalty is like a myth these days, right? Nobody is sticking to a brand after a couple mm -hmm. of, you know, when we do research, we find out that a single ex bad experience is more than enough for a customer to switch to a competitor. So it's a, it's a tricky situation. Right. It, it is. And there's a lot happening in the world today that can really impact how people view brands. And I'm not going to name the brand, but... Um, you know, it's, it's a brand that I have been a fangirl of since I was, I was in high school when I started buying their products Wow! and just their recent, um, the things that they support, the things that they say, where their, you know, money, their, you know, money, you know, and their mouth goes, um, I've, yeah. I've now, and there's a couple brands like that where I now said, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I don't support that and I'm not going to buy from them again. And I think that's a fine line that companies are walking right now is, and, and always, you know, what we say, right. what we do is potentially going to offend somebody. And that's why it's so important that they listen and they understand who their customers are and uh, design and deliver the experience based on, based on that. So. Right. Right. So that's why the CX professionals are in demand. You, yes. You need, to, you, need to, you need to listen to the right people. Yeah. Right. That, that's very nice. So I, I've been, when I, since all these questions, I can hear one common uh, theme across your answers is employee experience. Oh, yes. Right? So my, yeah. So my next question is, how big a role does employee morale or employee experience plays in delivering the best experience to the customers of the company? Yeah. Uh, it's a great question. And it's, such an important question. The answer is it's huge, right? The impact of employees is huge. There's a ton of research out there that shows the impact of employees on the customer experience, right? And, yeah. you know, when I first start working with clients, one of the things that I do is I interview customers, uh, some, you know, sampling of customers, I interview their executives, and I interview um, employees. And it's so impactful for me when I hear employees say, I don't have the tools, the resources, the, the, the technology, the training, whatever it is. And these are their words to deliver or to serve my customers the way that they want to be served. And that's right. such a powerful thing. And I hear that from employees, company to company to company. And it's, and it's amazing. So nobody goes to work every day saying, I'm going to do a crap job. You know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to just off my customers today. You know, nobody does that. We all yeah. want to, Good work, right? We all want to do what's right, but if we aren't in an environment, if we're in a in, if we're in a toxic culture in a toxic environment, or if we don't have what we need to do our jobs and do them well, ultimately, you know, the customer is going to pay for it. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, employee, uh, I think employee engagement. 
at least is getting uh, spoken about a lot these days and people are paying attention to it. So that's a good sign at least. Yeah. Right. So uh, my next question will be uh, to get some specific uh, tips from you. It's like, how can organizations exactly keep their employees engaged during these times like pandemic and people are working remotely and things like that? How can keep? How can they keep these workforce who are at least uh, the front uh, face of the company to the customer engaged? How can they keep them engaged? So a couple of couple of things. So employee engagement, the the big employee engagement is a is an outcome, right? There's so much that goes into employee engagement. Um, right. It is not the same thing as employee experience. Yeah, if employees have a great experience, obviously that's going to help to lead to employee engagement. So so we have to think about it that way, right? So employee so employee engagement is sort of this. I call it this confluence of events, right? It's this confluence of employees having the passion, the purpose, the the emotional connection and all of that to the brand and to what they're doing. And then right. also the company's brand and, you know, the purpose and uh, like the two align, right? And they right. do the things that they need to do to ensure that that the employees have a, a great experience, which then ultimately leads to engagement. So engagement is an outcome, but but keeping employees engaged, you know, right now in terms of not 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 allowing them to feel disconnected because they're remote or they're you know um, you know maybe furloughed but will come back you know those kinds of things. I think a lot of it has to do with number one really caring about your employees. If a leader leader really cares about his or her employees, employees are going to feel that right, and that's going to help right. to keep the employee connected. I think communication is huge. Communication is like number one. You know, it's it, it's communicating in a way that's you know, authentic, empathetic, you know, all of that. I'll, I'll give you a great example. And this is a little off topic. It's, it's about more about the communication than <laughs> keeping employees engaged. But um, I, I don't know if you saw Brian Chesky, who's the co-founder of Airbnb, his letter yeah, to yeah. employees. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing communication, right? It's open, it's authentic, it, it's living their core values. And it was just such a such a real message and a, such a real way to communicate with your people. And it was heartfelt, you know, it was genuine. And so right. I think I think that's a great example of another way to keep employees engaged too, because if you if you aren't, you know, if you aren't authentic and if you don't communicate openly, then they start to feel like mm, some we're hiding something. We're hiding right. something. Right. You know, is this where I want to be? Do I want to work for this company? You know, so those are the kinds of things that that tend to happen. So, I think the other thing to keep them engaged too, especially when when they're remote, is um, feedback, ongoing feedback. Right? You're doing right. a great job. You know, I know, and and a two way street. Right? I think the employees have every right to also then say to the, their managers or supervisors or leaders, whoever, that you know what, we're, I'm not feeling it just not feeling it. What's going right. on here? I, you know, I don't have what I need to do uh, my job from home. Why, why haven't we gotten the tools and you know, all of that. So feedback, definitely two way street to keep folks engaged there. I think um, autonomy is another thing. I, you know, it's sort of like feedback. Yeah. <laughs> keep and communication, keep talking, but at the same time, autonomy. And I've seen some companies talking about how, how do we monitor our employees while they're working from home? And that's the worst right. thing you can do <laughs> to keep somebody engaged, you know, especially like in the earlier months of this pandemic and the earlier months when we were first locked down, 
you know, people are still trying to figure it out. You know, parents with kids at home who are homeschooling and all of that, you know, they're really still trying to figure it out. So so to then layer on top of that, well, we're just going to monitor you and you got to check in with me every hour that we put some software on your laptop so you can. It's just not the right thing to do. I mean, trust. Trust is a huge is a huge thing that needs to be earned and given um, during during especially during challenging times like this. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I can, uh, I'm hearing a lot of valuable insights there. I'm pretty sure the audience will also be listening to it carefully. Awesome. Right. So uh, talking about communication, I, I recently, I just mentioned it earlier. Also, I read your blog post about the role of communication during these kind of uncertain times. Right. So uh, I would like to hear more about it because, uh, you know, it's, it's a very, uh, tricky situation right now, tricky condition where organizations sometimes tend to over communicate or maybe under communicate and then create a confusion among employees. And it's it's even uh, the people who are the leadership itself is confused about what's the road ahead, etc. So what kind of what kind of role does communication play exactly? And if, if there is anything to keep in mind before rolling out a plan of communication, uh, I would love to hear on that. You know, I, I, I always like to say that communication is the most overlooked part of the experience, whether you've, you're over communicating or you're under communicating. Right. If you're over communicating, it's painful. <laughs> it's painful. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel real. It does. It just feels like I'm saying things because I need to say things, you know, a lot right. of times. Uh, you know, um, my bank did a good job of, of that over the last couple of months um, as I applied for a PPP loan over communicating every day, a message telling me it was the exact same message every day. They just resent it every day saying, we don't have any news. There's no progress. There's no, you know, it's like, stop sending it to me. <laughs> uh, so that's useless. Right. And then the flip side of it is, is, you know, people that brands that don't say anything at all. And, um, and I think the other thing that we, that we've seen is brands that we've never even heard of are suddenly showing up in our inboxes, right? <laughs> Maybe somebody I did business with 20 years ago, or I've never done business with them suddenly showing up in my inbox. And I'm like, this is not the time to no. So I think, I think really what needs to be, you know, they have brands have to be, you know, like I said, it's gotta be authentic. It's gotta be genuine. It's gotta be real, but more importantly, maybe or maybe equally important is it has to be timely. It has to be relevant. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, has to be personalized or personal or personalized. And it's got to be consistent, you know, like inconsistent takes on a lot of different meanings here too. It, it needs to be consistent in terms of um, branding and the tone and the messaging and everything. Right. Because what I see a lot of times is different messages coming from different people that, either overlap or just seem like they don't even work for the same company. Right. You know, it's like, that's really important. I think that, um, the, one of the things that I talked about was culture, right. And core values. I think the, one of the important things to note is that core values need to be incorporated into everything you do. And I think the, the letter from Brian Chesky from Airbnb, you know, exemplifies that, but core values, you know, you have to use the core values when you design your, policies and your processes and everything, but you should also live your core values in your communications as well. So I think that's really important. So, and I think the other thing that I would add is that we just have to remember that we're all human. <laughs> Don't, you know, we're all human, you know, and, and there's a human on the other end 
there's a human who's creating this message and there's a human on the other end who's reading the message. And so I think if we just remember that, I think that just puts everything into perspective. Right. So just to pile on to what you mentioned, uh, uh, Airbnb's communication during the uh, layoffs was the perfect example of, uh, you know, how a company can stay true to its value. Yeah. Uh, not only not only was Brian's message so empathetic, uh, the, they put up a portal for their laid off employees with their talent yeah. and their next steps. So it was it was uh, amazing. Yeah. And to that other point, which you mentioned, uh, there's a joke among marketers these days. Uh, during this pandemic, we get we go to know that how many newsletters we are subscribed to. You know, so everybody started saying, we are taking this step to make you safe and things like that. So it was it was really too much of communication, basically. Yeah. Right. So you know uh, what you know what I did? You know what I did? This was this was a, a good time for me to go and clear out my inbox. I unsubscribed <laughs> from so many. <laughs> right, right. Every every marketer must have lost at least 30 to 40 percent of their subscribers because of bad communication. Right. So that is that is a very good point about the communication part. So uh, let's let's uh, so it's it's almost I'm done with uh, my questions. Okay. So I want I want to know more about uh, you and your organization CX journey. Right. So CX journey. Uh, how does what is CX journey and how does it help organizations get their CX strategy in place shape and uh, uh, retain customers? all that whole gamut of activities. So I would like to know more about that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I, you know, it's a, it's a consulting firm that I started four years ago and really the focus is on exactly what you just said. And, and in order to do that, what I typically do when I, when I first start working with my clients is like I mentioned, I go and I interview the executives, some sampling of customers and employees, because I want to get a good understanding yet. Yeah, you know, I, I have, <laughs> I have several examples of com companies who have come to me and said, our problem is X, whatever it is, right? right. And I, I'll give you an example of one. CEO said to me, we just have an issue with communication. That's it. Okay. <laughs> After I did those interviews, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> you have a lot more issues than communication. So, you know, so just saying, you know, I go and I do those interviews because I want to get an understanding of what's really happening. Because I think, you know, when people are in it, and they and they think they know they don't really know and so we uncover a lot of things during those interviews um i also sort of i, I have sort of this five-phased approach that i use and, and i'll talk about the first two because the, the rest is really about getting stuff done right like, right, right. like operationalizing and, and doing the work and everything but the first two are very foundational so so in, in addition to the interviews you know, um, we'll talk about the culture and, and the core values and making sure those are in place. Um, taking a look at, you know, purpose, mission, 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 vision, all of that, just to make sure that it's there, it's communicated, it's socialized, it's operationalized. Um, we'll talk about leadership alignment and leadership commitment and alignment, right? Is the entire leadership team committed to the work that lies ahead because we know any kind of transformation this culture transformation this customer experience transformation is a three to five year journey before you yep. can start to say you know hey we're doing this every day this is our new normal right this is how we now operate as a business and it's no longer sort of this you know pushing improvement projects and building the business case for why we need to focus on the customer. It's what we do every day. And so, so we focus on, on making sure the leadership team is, 
A committed and then B, you know, there's alignment across the across the entire leadership team. And then we also uh, early on start talking about um, governance, because in order for, for, you know, this transformation to happen, we've got to get the entire organization involved, cross-functional, cross-department, you know, cross-business um, unit, everything. And then we also focus on a little, we have some early conversations about what technology, you know, what some technology needs might be in order to do the work that lies ahead. And the work that lies immediately ahead after that is really around, it's, you mentioned my book and you can see it yeah. behind there. Um, <laughs> really, it's really around understanding. The second phase of, of my uh, framework is about understanding. How do we listen to our customers and developing personas so we really understand who our customers are and then doing some journey mapping. And all of that is really about understanding the customer and understanding the experience that, that they have today so that we can design a better uh, experience for them uh, tomorrow. So so that's basically where where we start. It's, you know, just that basically, <laughs> just that little bit of stuff, you know, that might take, a, a you know, six months to a year. Um, and, and from there, we build out, you know, A, the roadmap and, and, the, and then ultimately the strategy for how we will design and deliver a better uh, experience going forward so right so it, it, it looks like you're transforming the entire organization itself that's <laughs> that's where we like to focus you know people come to me too and they just say hey Annette let's just do journey mapping workshops and and which is fine I, I you know do some project engagements here and there as well I love doing doing journey mapping workshops um, but I think the real thing about that is that again if you don't have that foundation in place, you're really just doing a workshop, you know, you're really just creating a map. You've got to yeah. have the foundation in place to make sure that people will now know, do something with that. Right. So if, right. You're, if you don't have that foundation in place and you don't have commitment to go and to make these changes. And, and, and again, we talked about this earlier, right? We don't want the customer to feel a different experience from different parts of the organization, right? We want it to be seamless from channel to channel and, and, you know, department to department. So that can only be done when you do take sort of that organization exactly. picture first. Right. So a couple of things. One is, I think, to to just to add on, without uh, leadership support, I don't think anybody can be a successful organization from a CX standpoint. And number two, uh, I, I'm 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 uh, I'm cursing myself right now. How come I missed customer journey mapping? Because I have learned customer journey mapping reading your blog posts and articles, and I didn't include even a single question on that. Anyways, no problem. So that's okay. I have so many conversations about just about journey mapping, but my the work that I do is right. is yes, I do journey mapping and journey mapping workshops, but it's so much so much broader than that too. So that's right, okay. Right. Next I, time, next time, <laughs> next time. Because I, I remember I refer your articles to my colleagues who prepare content because we also focus on customer journey and customer experience and all that in yeah. my current company. Right. So my final question before this, I ask everybody who come here as guest is how has COVID-19 impacted you as a person and your organization? How has it been? Well, I'll start with the organization because that's an easy, easy one. <laughs> you know, business, business, just like everybody else. I mean, I like in me, set up to have probably the best year ever, which I think is, is the case for a lot of businesses and a lot of brands this year, especially here, especially here in the U S. Um, and then, you know, suddenly overnight it was all gone. 
all gone. Right, yeah. right. So, but slowly, slowly clients kept coming back. And I would say probably um, it's been about six weeks now and um, they started coming back. I think like we talked about, had this realization that we need to listen to our customers and we need to really focus on the customer experience. I think there was this period of time where people were just in shock, you know, like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how do we do this now? What's going on? So, so yeah, so I think, um, so like I said, within the last six weeks, it's just turned around and it's been, it's been phenomenal. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm, I'm grateful that, um, that, you know, I've got some clients, some new and some and existing clients that I'm working with right now. For me personally, um, I, it's been an, it's been an interesting ride as well because, um, what happened at the very beginning of the pandemic and the lockdown was, is that my kids, I have two teenage boys, 15 and 18. Yeah, yeah. Um, my kids decided that they wanted to live with me full time. I had a custody arrangement where it was a 50, 50 split. And at the beginning of this, my kids decided they wanted to live with me full time. So, and so, you know, and then that has a huge impact in a few different ways, right? Because now they're here all the time, which is awesome because having thinking about being alone when you're just locked in the house is right, right. no fun. So it's been amazing to have them here with me full time. Um, right. School, you know, just staying on top of them with their schoolwork. My oldest graduated, which was which was sad because we actually haven't had graduation yet, and they're talking about doing it in two weeks, two weeks from today, right. actually, but. They've all of a sudden just gone very silent about that. So I have a feeling that might not happen either. Um, and so, so it's been, it's been, it's been great to have them here with me. Um, I love it. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's, you know, I work from home. So in, in many regards, it didn't change all that much, but in other regards, it was like, ah, oh, I need to get out of the house. I'm not traveling. I'm not doing any of that. Right. You know, you know, you need to travel every once in a while. So what about you? I have to ask you because you, you guys have been locked down for quite some time too. Yeah. 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 We have been working uh, from home for like three and a half months. Wow. So I met one of my team members today. I went to work today and just met oh, wow. them. And it's been, it's been same. <laughs> yeah, it's been the yeah. same working from home, hectic, but no, uh, so far uh, I am grateful that I have a job and it's going well. Company is yeah. doing fine and uh, everything is fine. Family is with me, so I'm fine. Good, good. All right. Exactly, exactly. At this point of time, that's what you want to ask for. <laughs> uh, so, again, for, thank you so much for joining me, Annette. Uh, it was a, such a pleasure. I learned a lot. And I'm pretty sure I'll watch this again tomorrow to uh, mine out better insights. And uh, please uh, stay healthy and safe. Uh, I'll you. be in touch with you. Uh, have a great exactly. weekend. Thank you. Thank you. You too. And thank you again for having me. Thanks for listening in. For more such exciting episodes, please follow the Thrifty Marketer podcast. See you soon.